Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. New York Rangers hockey player Barkley Goudreau has part of his jaw removed. Yes, you heard that right. Part of his jaw was removed. Also, I get into the scores, some of the scores of Wednesday night. Let's get into it. Okay, so the New York Rangers hockey player by the name of Barkley Goudreau has took a puck to his jaw, and guess what happened? Yeah, you're never going to guess it. Yeah, part of his jaw was on the ice, um, just wound up on the ice. It was, like, flung out of his body. Um, his cheek, his, his cheek bone um, was not protected, or his jaw bone was not protected. He's going to be needed, needing to uh, go... He'll be on a 30 day liquid diet or he'll be on a liquid diet for 30 days okay and what is going and and I don't know how he's going to do it so what is he going to do now drink a bunch of muscle milk or protein shakes and have fruit smoothies uh banana strawberry smoothies with and mix that up with whey in his black and decker blender um probably that's what he's going to do um, I guess in the morning you could still have like kale smoothies or like just have uh, a set of three smoothies and like just mix that up. Um, I wouldn't be adding egg in there at this point. Um, just a bunch of whey protein powder, bone broth powder or whatever. And, and, and that's going to be him. And, and, and he played after this too. He, he played after that too. And and I think and I have told you all this before. Um that I think that this sport has been nothing but amazing in its creation as how it was founded and and what it evolved into is still nothing short of a miracle in this world. Uh it, and and it's probably the biggest miracle in sports other than 1980, okay? It's how this sport came about. Now, I do want to get into the uh, into the uh, scores currently on Wednesday night. We'll come back to this. So right now, the those matted ducks of Anaheim got defeated by those Islanders, so it was, it's arguably the uh, furthest... Uh, they are the furthest that they could be, uh, the teams that are the most far away from each other in the National Hockey League. Probably, yeah. And, and, and the Islanders are the most far east, and I think the Ducks or maybe the Kings are a little, maybe the Kings beat them out, but that doesn't matter. Right now, the Jets and the Kings are nothing-nothing in that 
So the Islanders and the Ducks finished up. The Devils came in strong in New Jersey, beating the Bruins in OT 2-1. So great job, Mr. Hughes. Um, In a shootout, you have Pittsburgh getting the dub over Les Canadiens. Um, Very big one. Um, as we uh, see it. So Mr. Savard gets one for Montreal. Mr. Struble gets the second goal, and it's 2-0. Uh, Crosby gets on the board with his 16th goal of the year. I, st- I will always say that it, I find this more amazing, uh, That find it amazing that he has more goals than Ovechkin, and, and, and I just can't really remember a time when that actually happened. Um, Monaghan gets the third for the Canadians, and with that, um, the Canadian, that would be the only Canadians other goal in the uh, game. Uh, Gunsell gets the second goal for Pittsburgh. Some weirdo by the name of Sidney Crosby scores again to tie it up, and and a player by the name of Harkins gets it. He, he doesn't even have a profile picture on the NHL app, so we'll see um, what happens as well. So um, he got the... Um, hold on. He, uh, he'll take the... Um, yeah, he got the uh, shootout goal at the end, so um, we'll wait for um, his profile picture to come on the uh, NHL app. Uh, I have not heard of this player, and that's interesting. Right now, the Avalanche are destroying those Sabres from Buffalo. Uh, it's 3 nothing. Uh Wood has scored. Ninshinen has also scored, and Miko Rantanen has scored. So there are your goals for the great Colorado the Kings have just scored their first goal. Um, some weirdo by the name of Anze Kopitar gets his 11th. Um, and I will not drop the weirdo joke on this podcast. Um, so I will not do that. And so I think the Kings are going to win this one. I think the Sabres have just come in uh, to Colorado and... Um, and just don't care about their game. Um, so with now, there are your scores. Um, once again, the fact that this game has been created in just like 1876 and and just like really like no one has really, you know, given it a, th- a second thought, you know, at like McGill University, they never thought that they would dominate, that this would become the sport it was and their sport would evolve so much um, in, you know, 150 years or so, or, or nearly 150 years. And and I guess if you really want to go back to the early 1800s, um, you know, it was there as well. So there, there were definitely some stick and puck games or stick and ball games on ice um certainly before then and even towards the 1600s 
Because what do you do when it's frozen outside and 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 you want to have fun and you just don't want to sit in there? You you go out and have fun. That's what that's what we do in this world. You know, that's what we do. And uh, but I think if if hockey was created today, I think there would be many people um, turned off by um, if the NHL was established the way with the similar rules um, today and it's a new league and it's and it's about as new as the big three. Not only do I, is there no fighting, you've got um, you've got so much, um, you know, there are no, the rings are pretty much all f- going to be for figure skaters, um, at that point. And with that, you know, if they see Barkley Goudreau's jaw on, on the ice, they're like, you know, the parents of a 12 year old are going to be like, what is this? I'm not signing my kid up for this and paying thousands of dollars for for gear and equipment. Come on, Billy, we're going to play soccer. Like that's going to be their attitude too. And and there are going to be many parents seeing Mr. Goudreau in New York um or in New Jersey um on you know, the MSG network and be like why am I going to sign my kid up for a $6,000 triple-A team or, or pay thousands of dollars for one season that, that he or she potentially could make a travel team? And, and then I've got, and then he or she or my son or daughter could be uh, injured um, and, and have that happen? No, 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 no. And, and even though they play with cages and hard plastic, I think that this, I think that it will just completely, um, it, it, it does not allow for, um, you know, it, it's not safe in the minds of parents. It's not going to be safe in the minds of parents, not safe really even financially too. I mean, you drop a few hundred bucks on on an, like an elite soccer league. Like, even if you make the travel team, I mean, you're still going to be paying hundreds of dollars in fees. But you're not paying thousands for that, and and you know, and and I think with all of this, we're gonna, you know, hockey's not going to be as popular in the future. Now, I want to keep it, this up on the up and up trajectory and and it, and it will and and I do think if if you get the rangers in there and you get the kings in there you have two the two biggest sports markets in North America for the Stanley Cup and and guess what they're going to be paying attention you know they'll go to the Staples Center um I'm not, it's not even called that anymore, but I'm just saying the Staples Center. And they're going to go to Madison Square Garden, and they're going to fill them up. And guess what? There's going to be so much revenue going in there. And and there's going to be so much buzz there. And, and there are more Rangers fans and Kings fans 
than there are Vegas fans. I mean, Vegas Golden Knights fans. I mean, the Rangers travel. They are the one of the oldest teams in the NHL. They go places, okay? They move. They're fine, okay? They can go anywhere. It's a brand that can go anywhere. You know, the Raiders go places. They can go anywhere, okay? And they'll and people will know the Raiders, but it does not transfer that much for the LA Kings. And, you know, they were established, you know, in 1967 for the, you know, the, the next six-team expansion as well. But, you know, they have not had historical highs until the 2010s. But I do think that it will um, certainly uh, help help get eyes on the league with now back to injuries I think um you know it's not good for Gaudreau it's not good for Sokola it's not good for Adam Johnson uh not just good for them you know of course it's not good for them and it's not good for hockey in general when we see this stuff happen I think it's time that we start playing with neck guards and hard plastic covers too you can keep the fighting. You can have them take off their helmets. It's fine. It'll be fine, you know. And and I, you know, not that half face shield that just covers, that goes over their eyes and they see it. Not that, but a hard plastic shield. You know, oh, maybe, oh, no, we can't have that, Adam. It might fall off. They said that about the half shield 20 plus years ago, and it's fine. We play it with it now, okay? It's hard, like, but no, the air needs to go this way and that, and uh, like, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out, okay? We'll figure it out, okay? There are breathing holes right there for their mouth. They're not going to be breathing in. It's not going to be fogging up. We have defogging spray and all that stuff. I don't want to hear it. There are ways around this, okay? We've got ways around doing this stuff as well. So I don't think it's unreasonable that we start playing with neck guards and and full face shields again. I don't think anyone's going to want a cage again. I think, you know, you want the hard plastic because... You know, guys like Adam Fantilli and other guys that have come out of college have already been there. And and also, Bedsy too, Connor Bedard, guess what? He had to play in hard plastic, too. And it was only a year ago that he did this. And everyone's pr- was on him, too. And it's like, ready to go. And then he gets this half shield. Does, does this make any sense, too, um, in terms of safety for an 18-year-old kid? Most 18-year-olds have, are playing with full shields anyway, too. So if it's going to come to, if you're going to argue a grandfather clause for like Ovechkin or something, go ahead. But I think anyone that was born during the time a Circuit City was around, they cannot be grandfathered in. I think that, I think that is a fair statement at this point. You know, I honestly believe that. It... <sighs> This entire year 
has been dangerous, okay? We've had many injuries, not just at the NHL level or the pro level. We've had it down in the, you know, in high school and college and AHL and all that stuff. And there are so many things you can point to at this point. And, you know, skate guards as well. And and I think that we need to start, you know, we the NHL needs to really ramp up some something in regards to safety. Uh, not not for, just for the other league, but also for the lower leagues as well. And and any now, I think it is a good idea that we do not have checking in hockey for kids 12 and under, that is a good thing. But, and then when they're 13, 14, and when they're going off to high school, yes, they can check, okay? You know, most kids playing football for the first time play at 14 years old, and then they get, then they're playing contact, okay? It's, guess what? That's when they start. Other kids start like really getting into it. And that's when they start developing. And guess what? You can learn the basics then and you'll be a fine athlete. Okay. That's the thing. I definitely believe that, that this is, that the NHL will change eventually. And we will have neck guards as well. How many players have uh, had shortened careers because of a puck to the eye or or something to the nose or missing teeth that that it does affect their ability to play the game? Okay, and if you're and if you say no, then okay, that a broken tooth doesn't, then um, you're lying because because guess what? There's still pain that comes with a missing tooth. Okay, if you have never had your wisdom teeth pulled. Or you've never had, you know, chipped a tooth or something. It is painful, man. It, it is hard to go through that. And, and I think you're nuts if you don't believe in, um, you know, in just really starting to up the safety protocols as well. I mean, the NHL has certainly done more on safety with... Um, having, you know, if, if a player crosses the halfway point of, of their defensive faceoff circle before their opposing play, the opposing player, then guess what? It's an ice thing. And we don't need to have, you know, players checked into the boards over that. And I think, you know, and it started out in college and we, and guess what? It was evolved, um, into the NHL rules. And that was a good thing that happened. Having them play in hard plastic helmets, you know, is not bad for marketing. You know, it will not hurt marketing. It won't hurt the players. It'll be fine. It'll work. Now, I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe again, it'll take some time getting used to it again for some of these players. But I think that we need to start going, taking a look and going back to this and guess what? Guess who is playing in in that sort of he- helmet? By the way, Barkley Gaudreau. Okay, and and if he's gonna be 
and, and, so, and he's not the only one to do this, too. You know, other players have had injuries towards the head or their jaw or a tooth or something. You know, any head-related injury, you know, they had to wear it. Most of them had to wear it. I think that, you know, that is something the NHL should look at. I'm, and if they want to dis, and if Bettman wants to disagree with me on this, fine. But I think that that we have lost way too many stars, you know, because of, you know, the type of helmet, as well. And and, and you and you know what? I think, I think that sort of helmet with even better padding. If Paul Correa was wearing that against um, Scott Stevens, I think that he would have had a longer career and he probably wins a cup in 07 with Timu Solani and those mighty ducks of Anaheim. Assuming they, they would still be called the mighty ducks um, after the Paul Korea incident or or because the Paul Korea, Korea incident doesn't exist in that timeline. This game is rough and it is amazing how how we just pull it off even as hockey players there i mean if 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 this sort of stuff came out with all if you if espn bombarded us with news of oh oh female hockey player is paralyzed uh from the neck down and um guy dies in a hockey rink after because he didn't have a neck guard and some player kicked him too. I, you know, ESPN could have marketed hockey and just been like, this is not a serious sport. These newcomers, and, and assuming that, you know, again, you know, it's a brand new sport in this timeline. This is not a real sport. What are we doing? Who's funding this? This, these, these weirdo Canadians think this is a sport, you know, like, like go play baseball, go play football, go play basketball. Like, like they, they would say it, they would, you know, if this was brand new, I think we, you know, it, it does not help the culture when we see this sort of stuff and keep the checking, keep everything, keep the fighting for the most part. Um, for, for some of the part, because I guess, you know, at some point, you know, and the refs will step in and just say, okay, break it up at some point. And because, geez, I mean, they are referees after all, but, but I think that we need to have more precautions with this game because it is really that, because it is getting out of hand this year. Um, not just in the NHL, but, you know, minor league, high school. We've had so many incidents happen this year that is just, you know, not expected. I want to just, I I want the sport to succeed. But again, it's hard to get newcomers in when they see this stuff. And it's like, like they don't want to see blood um, from a person's jaw. I mean, I mean, like... Unless you're watching the UFC, those that are watching baseball or basketball foot or even football will say that, ugh, no, 
too. And, and especially football now, after Taylor Swift has taken over this, uh, that they do not, if they saw a person's jaw, a football player's part of his jaw on the field, oh my God. You know, Goodell would be, would want to, um, would be like, okay, we need to start implementing some rules. We're going to, you know, no more roughing the past or all that stuff and everything. He would not want to, he would be like changing this, you know, player safety protocols overnight. Okay. I mean, and, and you know, and remember in, and, and here's another thing in baseball, they didn't always wear helmets and hard helmets. You know, in the 60s, they wore their baseball caps. And today, it's expected that they wear their helmets and have one um, foam thing or one side piece of the helmet covering their ear in which they're batting. And if they're a switch hitter, they'll have both. I don't understand why they don't have both covering already in baseball. And basketball, um, I mean, and, and basketball seems to be the safest sport of the big four. And, and it's probably safer than soccer, too, even with even though they're playing on a hard four as well. So that's a thing. I think that the NHL does need to get a grasp on this and... And, you know, call me a Debbie Downer, but I want this sport, you know, the, the only, th- one of the few things that, that the NFL beats the NHL at is concussions and CTE injuries and all that stuff. And, and it's because, you know, hockey players skate through the check and, you know, they finish their, and they know how to take a hit and all that stuff. And it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's always going to be. You know, and that's how, and, and you know, they're not tackled to the ground. They're checked into the boards or they're checked onto the ice with, with the helmet. And they know how to take a hit and make it less impactful than it would have been um, as if they were playing football in, in those hits. So, so the checking has got to be kept um, and then you keep the rest of the rules, but you have to have the players wear neck guards and hard plastic full face shielded helmets. If I, if anyone wants to disagree with me, feel free to leave me an email. Um, email is adamrossing29 at protonmail.com. You can email me there. I'll leave a link. You know, I'll leave my email in the description if you want. Um, but with that being said, uh, that'll do it for this episode. And if you like this episode, please like this episode, um, share it five stars on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, please write me a little review. So, um, I know what you are wanting. Um, I definitely want to get all the reviews that I can because, um, it is just so important to me that this thing just succeeds that this, you know, that this sport succeeds. And we do that here um, by giving me, when you um, when you subscribe to this podcast and when you rate this and you share it with friends and family. 
Um, also, be sure to check out the Substack email address. Okay, email address. All right. Um, enter your email on Substack. Uh, you can sign up for free or you can sign up for six bucks a month or 60 bucks for the year to get my bonus stuff. With that being said, take care.